everyone. Welcome to our first episode on our podcast, Very Factual. We're your hosts, Kayla. And Isabella. And on today's episode, we will be giving you guys our Premier League predictions because the Premier League season starts this Saturday, August 11th. There are nine categories for our predictions. Who will be the champions? Who the top four teams will be? What teams will be overachievers or underachievers? Relegated teams. The best and worst transfers. Player of the season and the Golden Boot winner. So... Um, I guess we'll start with the champions. You want yeah. me to go first, Kayla? Yeah. Okay, so the champions I picked, it's probably an obvious one. I picked Man City. Mm-hmm. I think last year they made such a huge comeback in the table against Arsenal, and they just had, like, this winning mentality all the way through, and they ended the season with a five-point difference against Arsenal, even though they spent a majority of the season second place. Uh, and City won the last three Premier League seasons. They won the 2021 season. They won the 21-22 season and the 22-23 season where they won the treble. And I also think that, in my opinion, they're the most experienced team in the Premier League. Um, even though they lost their captain, Gundogan, they still have Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri, and Bernardo Silva. And they did sign uh, Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea, who is a four-time Champions League winner. Even though Gundogan and Kovacic are different type of players, I think they'll be able to cope with that just like they did when they lost Fernandinho two seasons ago. And also, I think they have the strongest and best defense in the league. I think the Akenji and Diaz partnership is one of the best, along with Kyle Walker and Nathan Ake. And they have a new defender joining them from RB Leipzig, Fardial. He is a very agile player. And his strength and passing while he's in possession will be helpful to City, especially in big games. And he's one of those players that love to defend. He won't, like, move mm-hmm. off the ball. Yeah. He'll really stay back and kind of be like that wall. And also, John Stones has been pushed into midfield. Um, For the Champions League final, he was playing a number eight position and became really vital in that game. So I think having, you know... Uh, Kovacic, Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri, uh, Bernardo Silva, and John Stones. They'll have a really wide selection of midfielders to choose from. And you can't forget, they have two world-class strikers in Julian Alvarez, who won, I'm not gonna, I'm not lying, he won the World Cup last year, he won the FA Cup, he won the Premier League, he won the Champions League, and did I say Premier League? He won, I think. So, hold on. World Cup, <laughs> uh, Premier League, Champions League. He won four major competitions mm-hmm. in one season. And he was pretty key in all of those. And, of course, they have Erling Haaland. Of course. A freaking machine. Like, I think he'll repeat the season he had last season and just be that mm-hmm. main player that they need yes you so i also said man city but you kind of stole all of my reasons so like i agree with you completely like they they haven't brought that many players in like they brought in players but not as much as compared to other teams experience yeah they all have so much experience that i feel like they have like a good set strong team 
and they have so much like power and they have a good mindset in the game. So mm-hmm. I feel like with that, they can like just win and having Holland and De Bruyne, it's just, it helps them so much, you know, <laughs> but, like everything else. I like, <laughs> I think Guardiola, like he doesn't sign yeah. a lot of players, but when he does, they fit exactly in his system. Yes. Like, like having can... Guardiola is like, it's good you for know, his system. You know, um, they're not like Chelsea where they're going to go sign everyone who's on the market. Oh my gosh. And just pray it works. Like they actually have mind, they have some mindset. They like, they're composed when they're on the field. Like they don't yeah. panic with the ball. They know what they're doing. They have a plan. Very mature, I think. Very. Okay. So All we right. want to go on to top four. Let's do top four. Yeah. Okay. Start from the bottom up. Actually, oh. no. Yeah. From the bottom up. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to go first? Okay. Okay. So I'll go first. But my last two, I feel like it's going to be pretty hard to guess, like, which I feel like they'll be the last, like, not the last two, like the third and fourth place. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard to tell which one will be third, which one will be fourth. So I have, like, Newcastle in, la- like, fourth and Manchester United in third. So with Newcastle in last, they have new additions and good momentum. They have Sandra Tonali, Eddie Howes is a really good manager for them. Yeah. And I feel like he, like, keeps their team connected mm-hmm. and stuff like I don't really have much else I just feel like they have so much momentum in the game that they like they can push themselves you know yeah, they really broke out last season I they think. really did yeah. and Manchester United in third I feel like they're going to keep fighting for the third place but mm-hmm. um they brought in Onana which in my opinion was a really good signing because De Gea started to like fall downhill a little bit he yeah. had good games he was really big part of the team but you know and they also signed Mason Mount, which I don't know how I really feel about that, but I feel like he can exactly definitely help in some saying. aspects. Yeah. Yes. Like he's a, we needed like another, well, we didn't need one, but I feel like it was good to have another one that was skilled because I know that Mason Mount is very skilled and they have experience and the coach is already, st- he, he just started last year and he's already starting to connect with them really well. And he's building a team yeah. compared to how old Solskjaer or however <laughs> Solskjaer or however you pronounce his last name oh. um he, he like he kind of like broke them apart he kind of forced them to like not turn on each other but they were comparing themselves which like I feel like forced them to just be more independent than as a whole team what Eric no not Eric Jen, um you know but he did yes and for second I have Arsenal because no. They definitely have the strength to be in the to be second, but I don't feel like they're just there yet to yeah, beat they're City. They're yeah, because they're young and they ha- but they have the players. I feel like they just need like a few more like pushes just to like yeah. beat City. And they had they had a good de- they had a good transfer, Declan Rice. I feel like that mm-hmm. definitely will help them and. They, I feel like they have a good, like, line of midfielders. Like, I feel like their midfielders is yeah really good. And their offense, like, they have Saka and stuff. Like, I feel like that very much helps. And City, of course, is first. Yes. You know, all the reasons they brought in players. Yup. Holland, De Bruyne, pretty well. They're all really good. I just yeah. feel like lineup, Man City, Arsenal, and Manchester United and Newcastle is just – Okay. I, that's what I think. So you have pretty much – like the same teams I chose, but you're missing the one that <laughs> my top four. Okay, 
So for Newcastle, I actually don't think that they're going to make top four. I think they're just going to miss out because they are in the Champions League this season. And they, I feel like the players that they have, they're good. But I don't think mm-hmm. any of them ever experienced kind of like that, you know, playing in the middle of the week Champions League, them playing on the weekend Premier League. Yeah, I guess you're right with that. But like, you know. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I love Newcastle, actually. I really enjoyed them last season. And then I have Men United in fourth. I, I I gave it to you, Kayla. I think <laughs> so. Last season, they finished third with a nine point difference from Arsenal and yeah. a point difference from City. And um, I know you can't really judge off preseason, but, you know, maybe it's kind of like mm-hmm. a but their preseason form this like preseason has been like okay they lost to Real Madrid they lost to Dortmund and they lost to Wrexham but that was their reserve team so I feel like I should give them a little yeah um, but they did that was actually disappointing though like yeah mm -hmm. I think they could beat Dortmund I think they're better than Dortmund maybe yeah but it is preseason, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like you said, they sound they signed Mal and Onana. I think Mal, like you said, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I want to see how he fits in with like Casemiro and Eriksen, or if he even plays. Yes. Like I'm, I'm like very curious. I don't really have like any thoughts about it. I just need to see it first. Yeah, like my thing with Mal is like I feel like he just needs to put himself like with the team or like I feel like he's just kind of out on the side when you think of the midfielders they're there and then there's kind of like Mount who just got signed I feel like he needs to bring himself in the circle I mean I've heard he done he did well during preseason yeah watch any of the games so like I feel like I'm gonna have to see it and then like you said Onana I think Onana I'm like backing him I am like so Mm -hmm. I wish Chelsea got him, to be honest with you. He is, like, really that fresh, young, energetic goalkeeper that they need as the hair replacement. Like, I saw a video during the preseason. I think it was against Dortmund where uh, Onana got the ball because the defense let it through, and he went yelling at Harry Maguire right away. And I – some people may hate that, but I love that. I think it's good that he can communicate with his team, like, how he was – how that was just bad. Terry Maguire has been, like, slack. Like, he literally got revoked from his captain. Yeah. Like, I think since they have a goalkeeper that is willing to, like, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, that initiative, they're having, like, a yes. wake-up call. They have to, like... And it's not like where he yells at them all the time and it'll cause tension. Like, he yells at them when he has to. He gives them that... Yeah, like, push, that... You know? Like, yeah. they really need it. And then, also... Uh, they've been needing a striker for some time. I mean, they have Anthony mm-hmm. Martial, but he's not going to play. He should be out the door. Like, he is absolutely done. Mm-hmm. And then I've heard, like, rumors of playing Sancho and Anthony through the middle. But the thing about them is that they're very inconsistent, and I don't think that's what they need as a number nine. Yeah. And also, pe- too many people are relying on Marcus Rashford to like repeat that season he had last season. You can't yes. see that because lo- two seasons ago he was on the bench for like the whole time. Yep. So you can't just keep doing that. But this actually happened yesterday. They actually got a deal done with Rasmus Hoyland from Atalanta, who is a- I think I'm pretty sure he's 20. Um, he is a really young striker, but. A lot of people, including me, 
they're very iffy about him. He only scored nine goals for Atalanta last season. Uh, we don't know how he would perform. He's pre- like unproven in the Premier League. He's very young, and we've seen young players with the pressures of the Prem. We've seen it get to them, like with Sancho. He the first scene was horrible, and it kind of still is. And Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> it's been bad. So I want to see. It has. This 20-year-old proves himself because I think since they need a striker so bad and you're relying on a 20-year-old kid like that, mm-hmm. I don't think he can cope with that. But we'll see. We'll see. And then for, oh, I'm only on third. <laughs> third, I put Arsenal. Yep. Um, last season, they obviously crumbled. I think the pressure really got to them. and Because they're a young team, none of them ever experienced that kind of like title race title winning thing another thing is that there's going to be no Gabriel Jesus at the beginning of the season because he has an injury yes learned that today this morning he has an injury which will keep him out for the beginning and I've seen rumors of like signing another striker I'm not sure because last season they had who was it Eddie and Keria I'm pretty sure he was kind of like their number nine yep and then this summer they signed Urian Timber from Ajax, who is a defender. And I've seen that he might play with another Gabriel that they have in the back or even replace him. Mm-hmm. They signed Declan Rice, which I am so for. I am yes. so excited to see what he brings. He's really going to control that midfield for them. And then they signed Kai Havertz. Which I'm not really, eh, it's all right. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to play out. No, uh, I think they'll still make top four. They'll have more experience than last season and they'll be able to kind of cope with that pressure now because they've been through it and they know what to expect, like you said. Yep. And then, second place, I have Liverpool. Uh, last season, really? For Liverpool was a complete mistake. They- it was awful. They needed, like, this whole reality check. It was horrible, horrendous. But something that they did do this transfer window is that they really revamped their midfield. Fabinho and Henderson left, and they signed Alexis McAllister. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have such a hard time with this name. Dominic. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Just Dominic. (laughs) Dominic. Dominic from RB Leipzig. Um, they're both very young and they really have that energy and can play in different positions in midfield, which I think is what they need because I've heard like Liverpool have been complaining about their w- midfield. Every fan has been saying they need new ones because mm-hmm. we're getting old. Yeah, if I was to put Liverpool somewhere, I would definitely put them like higher than last season. I'll put them probably like in like fifth or sixth mm-hmm. because I feel like they're like definitely going to push themselves with the new signings in midfield and stuff. Yeah. But like, I feel like still they're just going to need one more season to get back on their feet, you know? I'm actually, I have a soft spot for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. know that. Um, They're also linked with Latvia from Southampton, who is another young midfielder. But I think he'll be one of those that kind of learn his trade first. He's going to have to kind of like be there and experience it because he is very mm-hmm. young. Um, and this is probably one of my favorite things. Trent Alexander-Arnold is being a midfielder now. He's playing in the midfield position because, 
I think we've seen how he likes to go forward more. He really goes yep. up there. He's like right in the box all the time. And I think now that he's able, like he can go forward. Yeah, it's like part of his position. Oh, service like Darwin Nunez, Salah, Luis Diaz, he'll really be kind of like that, like like a sister. I think Yeah, like that person they need up there. Yeah. And then obviously my number one is Man City. Honestly, like you said so. Like everyone thinks Man City's gonna win. They're very favored. Yeah. Um. Do you want to move on to overachievers? Yeah, you can go. Okay. So I actually, cause towards the end of the season, there was this one team that did really, really good, and I really liked what they were doing. So I picked Aston Villa. Um, they had a really good run toward the end of the season. They finished the season on a real high. They made it to the UEFA Conference League spot. I'm pretty sure they finished sixth, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure they were. Sixth. They were, yeah, I think they were somewhere like around there. <laughs> and they got a new manager, Unai Emery from Villarreal, who really transformed the team, really built back. Villa and gave him kind of like this new mentality because Steven Gerrard from before he was not cut out mm-hmm. at all and this where they actually I personally think they had a really strong summer transfer window I yeah. don't know if they're done signing players or not but they signed Musa Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen they signed Pau Torres yes they got Yuri Tielemans on a free transfer from Leicester City, which I think is a really good tra- transfer window for kind of like a mid-table team like that. But I think they'll make it like maybe to fifth place or maybe even shock us and make it to top four, which will totally contradict that, That'll be a big shocker if they make it to top four, though. I'm backing them, though. How about mm-hmm. you? So I also had um, Aston Villa <laughs> for overachievers. I agree with you completely. Like, Emery is a top-quality manager, and he has done great business. I don't think that they're going to be in the top four, but I see them higher up the table than they were last year. Like, they also got Pau Therese and the new signings and Mausa Diaby. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can definitely help them with, you know, their skills that they have that they can bring in. But the only thing I am kind of worried about is Pau Torres. He came from a Spanish leagues and stuff, and I feel like the Eng- English leagues will be different. But okay. I think he's used to it because he is a top player. He's and one of the top players. And they played, like, Champions League and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We'll see. I, I think they'll do pretty good, to be honest. Yep. Okay, underachievers, you want to go? Yeah, so I have the Spurs, Tottenham Spurs. Okay. Um, they constantly aren't living up to my expectations. Yeah. They didn't have many new signings. Yeah. Um, and Harry Kane is set to leave soon. Yeah. And he's like one of their top players. Like he, See, they I depend on him them. so think, much. Yeah. And when he leaves, he, they're gonna like fall like a lot more down yeah. the table. Like I just don't know how they're gonna be this season. I feel like they just never ever are gonna not never ever. But, like, never going to really live up to the expectations that I had for them because they are a really good team. They have some good players. But Harry Kane leaving soon since he carries them so much and not having many new signings that they could possibly build off of, it's just uh, it doesn't look very good. (laughs) I I only know about two people that they signed this season. I don't know if they signed more, but, like, 
Yeah. Okay, leaves. They're gonna have to get a striker or someone mm-hmm. for goals because I don't know who's gonna do that. Exactly. Okay, so who I I picked um West Ham. <laughs> yes, there yeah. I think the main reason is because they lost Declan Rice. And I think he was kind of like their rock almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't signed anyone this summer so far to like replace him because no yeah. one wants to go. Everyone is rejecting the bids. Like I knew Connor Gallagher from Chelsea was linked, but that didn't happen. Um, and they had some really bad results toward the end of the season last yeah. year, and they finished 14th, which mm, it's so very cool. close to. Yeah, Chelsea even higher than that. <laughs> yeah. And they won, even though they won the UEFA Conference League last year, I think everything will be harder now because they lost Rice. And I think that's really the main reason why. Chelsea, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They still have Jared Bowen, who is a great forward, but I think Declan Rice was really kind of like their engine. Almost. Yeah, you never you never really know because like they could always have someone on like the side that they kind of were training yeah. while they knew that Declan might have left or has connections to leave. But the fact that they didn't really sign anyone. I bet you they knew that he was gonna leave because he has he's literally such a great player. They should have brought someone in to Yeah, he's him. such a good player that like like you said, he's like their end their rock at the end. Like without them, without him. It, They're yeah. going to probably fall more, unless they yeah. surprise everyone. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, relegation? Yep. Who do you think is going to get relegated? Okay, so I picked Luton Town. I picked Sheffield United and Everton. Okay, so Luton and Sheffield, I think they just have championship players. I don't think they will pose a threat to, like, the bigger teams, especially mm-hmm. City. And I just – I don't – think I don't think the Premier League is really cut out for them especially Luton Town um their stadium is not even like ready for the Premier League like to get to the away end you have to walk through people's backyard yes and I just don't (laughs) see that um yeah it's just like the championship level players I don't think that they're not ready for the Premier League but and then I said Everton because Everton each year for like the past couple seasons they've been inching closer and closer yes. to relegation. They have been just saved so many times, and I think now it's going to be the time because they can't just keep playing this game where it's like yep. game decides if they're going to stay up or not. And I yeah, know Barry Gray has been linked to a couple Premier League teams, and he's been a really big player for them. And I just don't think that they're going to make it alive out. Make it out alive this time. <laughs> okay. Wait, was that all of yours? <laughs> yes, I am done. Yeah, okay, you. Um. Okay, so I had Lutton Town. <laughs> um. I had AFC Bournemouth and Wolves. Oh. Yeah. So, like you said, with Lutton Town, they like they're not really cut out for the Premier League and I feel like they they do have some sensible recruitment like they kind of some of the people they sign kind of make sense but not for the Premier they're League they're not yeah they're not like the quality that they need to be for the Premier League okay you know yeah and AFC Bournemouth um 
they like they were surprised me a little bit last season. Yeah, but I feel like they have a change. They since they have a change in manager, they changed their manager recently. Um, and they had a really good old manager. Not really good, but he kind of. I feel like he could have helped them build a little bit more yeah, if they kept definitely. him around. Like it could have gone well. I don't know. I'm kind of like iffy about. Like I, I they're gonna be like right near the relegation or like gone. You know. Yeah. And then Wolves. They have lots of players going out. They really do. They had um, one of their top players actually move to Saudi Arabia, even though yeah. they got like twenty five. Yeah, like Nathan Collins, Diego Costa, like. I just feel like they're they're not going to have what it takes just to get themselves out of relegation. Okay. I don't really know. I just had this feeling from all this. Like I was reading them and I was kind of like, yeah, but they have a new manager and they're losing yeah. a lot of people, like their players that really help them. So, mm-hmm. you know. I get that. I guess Those are my guesses. Yeah. And then do you want to go into best transfer now? Yep. Okay. Do you want to go? Best transfer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. For best transfer, I had Onana. Oh. It was kind of difficult for me to like pick someone because I was iffy about everyone because it's so hard to tell who's going to be the best, who's going to be the mm-hmm. worst. So I just kind of settled on Onana because he has the experience and he is a really good goalkeeper. And the fact that he replaced De Gea, I feel like that we we needed a new goalie. Like he was falling downhill, and Onana was kind of there. And if he goes in and really helps the team, like, it's definitely going to help him. And his debut wasn't the best. Yeah, I think we saw but, <laughs> Yeah, but he clearly wants to do what he can for the team to keep them up and keep them, you know, like, going. Like, yeah, I get that. He has the motivation. Okay, yeah. So I picked... Actually, I did not think of Onana when I was thinking of best transfers, even though I was looking through a whole list. That actually just, I was like, kind of like, whoa. I actually picked, I think I've mentioned that before, but I picked Declan Rice. Yeah, I was, I though, he was one of the ones. absolutely obsessed with him. I am so happy he went to Arsenal. He will be so key there. He brings that real quality and leadership because he was the captain of West Ham and he was, what, 24? 23 like he's such a leader and he'll be really be able to fulfill his potential and really play at the highest level because it is Arsenal which is a bigger club than West Ham and I just think he's going to do amazing for them and I'm so excited to see how he plays yeah I agree with that too I like I was thinking about it but I kind of lean towards Onana. Did United favoritism there? No, it's not favoritism. <laughs> it's just like, you know. You and know. He's a goalkeeper and goalkeepers are really crucial to teams. They're kind of like that backbone and I don't Exactly. Like they're they're like that. the foundation of a house. Like you need them. Yeah. Like no matter. Yeah. Definitely. We're so Yep, go ahead. Okay. I I picked Kai Harvards and I get to finally elaborate on why. I seriously, when I saw that Kai Havertz was linked to Arsenal, I was absolutely confused. Mm -hmm. Why would you take a player who is so inconsistent and bring him to Arsenal? Like, they had such a good season and they signed Kai Havertz. Yeah, that was odd. 
So I don't know what Mikel Arteta sees in him. He's, like I said, he's been very inconsistent for Chelsea and he hasn't been that same player like he was at Bayer Leverkusen. And that's the reason why Chelsea signed him, mm-hmm. even though he won the Champions League final for them. He's just, he's not the player that he was. I don't know if it's like a confidence thing or maybe he just didn't fit into Chelsea. Maybe he'll fit into Arsenal more, but um, apparently he's going to play a role in the midfield instead of his striker position. But how is he going to play midfield if he can't play his normal position? Yeah. So I like, I, I don't think he's going to do good at all. No, I'm just, uh, oh, <laughs> I like don't see it. Mm-hmm. So for worst transfer, I was debating between Kai Havertz and Pau Torres, but then I decided that Pau Torres was actually a pretty decent transfer. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you for Kai Havertz. Um, he didn't have the best time in Chelsea, especially the most recent season. Like, kind of, he was inconsistent. With him being so inconsistent, how can you expect him to just all of a sudden switch and be great in Arsenal? Like, he needs to keep himself up with that his reputation and everything. And I don't even know how he'll play a different position if he can't live up to his um his actual exactly. position. Like yeah. I agree with you with everything you said. Like it just doesn't make much sense. I don't feel like he's gonna do well at all. Okay. So who do you think the player of the season will be? I picked Declan Rice again. Really? <laughs> like I said, for the best transfer, transfer, you'll be able to see his full potential and he'll be such a game changer for Arsenal and give the team like a different dimension. And I am just so excited for him. I know I know some people will say Erling Haaland again. I mean, I, I could see that, but like yeah. I am just so backing him and I know it might be kind of like a weird pick, but I am so here for him. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I see that happening. Would you choose? Okay, so mine is kind of really random, but I felt like he could do it. I had Bakayo Saka. Oh! It's kind of unexpected, but he's still just 21 years old. Yeah. And he starts for, starts for England. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's that young in here, he still does that. And he's a key feature for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like, Arsenal, he's an Arsenal cat graduate and he has the motivation to do this yeah and since he's young he seems to constantly push himself to be better and better because he knows he yeah. still has so much potential so with him doing that I feel like and with Arsenal signing few people and the players around him he can build himself to be the player of the season yeah I actually I actually really like that pick I know he's been very good yeah. but I, I don't know that was actually a nice one. I yeah. that was good. Okay, now our last category that we have is Golden Boot winner. Who's gonna score the most goals this season, Kayla? I think I know who you're gonna pick. I picked Erling Holland. Yes, I feel like that's it's not just the most obvious, but the most logical. Yeah, like, he's. Not just that he's favored, but I see him improving. In last season, he got six more goals than Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. And Harry Kane was, like, really, really good. He's, like, a key player. And yeah. he has the drive to do this just to score. And, like, he can definitely be the golden boot winner with his motivation and his skills. Yeah. Like you said, 
I think he's like a machine. He can mm-hmm. make goals and blindfolded or whatever. He scored thir- 36 goals last season in 35 games in the Premier League. That's not even all competitions. And uh, now we have to see if he can match that or if he can get more. I don't. I think it will be hard to because he had such like a good first season. Yeah. Now he kind of has that pressure to score even more. Yeah, those expectations from fans. Yeah, but I don't know if he'll get as much as he did last season. But I think he'll still really be up there. But mm-hmm. if he can score more, I mean, prove me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I. Sorry, but I feel like since he had such a good season last year, he's going to have so many more defenders on him, making sure he's constantly covered. Yeah, he has to to rethink, kind of have a new strategy and everything, but I feel like he's still capable of doing it. Yeah, and I can't really see anyone getting close to his numbers. I mean, especially if Harry Kane leaves, because what, he got 30 Mm -hmm. last season, I'm pretty sure. Maybe Salah, but... It's really Holland's to take, I think. I think this is his record for a bit, especially yep. if Harry Kane leaves. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That was our first episode. All of our predictions for the season. Yes. We will see at the end if we were correct in any of them. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining yes. us today. And please join us next week. Bye. Bye.